Welcome to your weekly Nutrition Nuggets podcast. I'm Eric Williamson, PhD dietitian. I'm here with dietitian Abraham Andrakushan. We're here to distill the research on hot topics in nutrition into digestible and applicable takeaways. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe to this channel and follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Nuggets. All right, welcome everyone to our next episode of Nutrition Nuggets. And in this episode, we are going to talk about everything related to snacking or snacks itself. How are you, Eric? Good, Aram. Looking forward to our topic today. Yeah, absolutely. So we hear a very controversial thing about snacking. Some people will say snacking will make them gain weight. Others will say snacks are not needed to happen because we need to do the intermittent fasting or fasted. Mm -hmm. Whereas some other people will say, oh, no, snack is actually great because we kind of restrain from having two periods of the, uh, a gap between meals and we have a steady, basically, push of uh, nutrition and fuel of our body so we don't crush throughout the day and have a steady energy flow. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on snacks? There's all of those different controversies out there within the research as well, where you can see that there uh, is uh, pros to snacking and there's cons to snacking. And it really depends on what we mean by snacking. Because if we're just looking at number of eating occasions throughout the day, the more that people quote unquote snack, as that, with that being a definition, that is associated with poor health and poor nutrition quality. So the more people, more meals um, or eat occasions that somebody has throughout the day, the more likely they're going to have poor health and even a higher BMI too. Mm -hmm. But if you look at other research where they actually implement a nutritious snack and that's planned where they're saying, this is what you're going to have, even a protein shake, there's even been studies where they just do a protein shake. We see an, an improvement in diet quality. So the difference here is that if somebody is going about their day and they're snacking frequently, but that isn't really planned snacking, these aren't pre-prepared foods ready to go on hand. It's more so grabbing things that are usually less nutritious. You might say, quote unquote, junk foods, the typical snack foods that we might think of as chips or candy bars, these types of things then that's, um, you know, those are two very different scenarios. And if we're having planned structured snacks, then uh, that's associated with, with improved nutrient nutrition quality of our diet. So, so uh, just to sum it up, basically uh, what you are saying to our audience is so uh, although some research theoretically were thinking, saying that, oh, okay, snacking is increasing the BMI. However, the intervention trials, when it's structured throughout the day and the snacks are really nutritious ones, not random like uh, calorie high and nutri uh, and or we could say like a zero calorie uh, snacks where there are no nutrients are actually showing the opposite effect of like actually making sure those people are keeping their weight and also uh the nice energy flow right right yeah yeah so it uh really comes down to what we're choosing and exactly um, 
Yeah. And how would you uh, consider now? Our audience might be wondering what a like a uh, ideal snack would look like, and how can I choose my snack uh, beforehand so that way uh, I understand like this is a good or a bad snack. Mm -hmm. That really depends on somebody's goals, but in almost all cases, I think number one would be have some type of source of protein in there can be beneficial, and this is for two primary reasons that come to mind. And first one is that I think we've discussed this before in other episodes about protein where our body best utilizes protein if we have it multiple times throughout the day rather than all in one or two sittings, for example, because we don't have a storage place for protein. We have Our body uses it right after we eat it or it just burns off as energy if it doesn't have the capacity to use all the protein that we just ate. So to have the best protein turnover and the best adaptation set to exercise and the best health outcomes from our protein consumption, we want to have it multiple times throughout the day. So that's one aspect that we want to look at with our snack. And then, I mean, the other aspect of, of protein and how it's beneficial is also the reason that snacking can be supportive for many goals is because it allows us to keep our hunger at bay throughout the day. And protein is a particularly important macronutrient for that. And when we have our hunger well managed throughout the day by keeping ourselves, well, preventing ourselves become, from becoming ravenous and really hungry or hangry, then we then give ourselves more control over our meals. It's easier to make the more nutritious choice when we're not starving <laughs> from having not eaten for a while. And I think that, that, that the protein aspect of the, the snack is certainly going to be helpful there. So that'd be my, my first go-to and prioritizing a, a protein-based food for the snack. And I'm going to flip it back to you before you ask me the next question. Anything else that you would consider in the snack, Abraham? Because I know you have some great ideas too. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, uh, it's uh, very important for having that, uh, how it plays a big role in our choices when we are being like uh, steady, having a fuel in our body. And whereas when we are starving and there are some things that are not necessarily the best choices. So yes, absolutely. So the snacks are uh, great in a sense that it kind of doesn't get us into the level of the hungriness where either we end up binging for the meals and that's sometimes also a factor where it push us toward weight gain because we eat fast and when we are starving and we sometimes don't have enough time to get those signals that we are already full and we surpass that. And that's also why sometimes uh, we might feel bloated or heavy afterwards or feel like sleepy because we had those uh, uh, times in the day where we were completely uh, fasted and then the other times when we are super full to even do function. And that's where uh, basically uh, takes the disadvantage of not having a snack. Another thing is that when we also uh, in a very high demanding works depends both physically or mentally when we don't snack we also uh, increase our stress level by increasing the hormone cortisol levels right so that's another thing uh, that you want to think about it is it's not just about your uh, coming back to only weight management issues but mm -hmm. also 
how your body is reacting and responding to this uh, episode of a complete fasted or hunger by uh, sudden uh, purge of the food. So instead of having that nice balanced neat steady uh, flow of the intake throughout the day will keep you up also alert perform at a better level and not feel like foggy minded or uh, feel like oh you need to take a nap right after the meal mm -hmm. because it was too heavy. So uh, the benefits are like tremendous when it comes to not just the weight itself, but also how other parts of your life is affected. Yeah. And there's actually like a good physiological explanation for perhaps there being a stress reducing response to eating um, more frequently throughout the day than just two or three times. Because whenever we eat, we stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the rest and digest system, mm -hmm. which is the opposite of the stress response when we're very stressed from work or other life demands, which is the sympathetic nervous system or the fight or flight system, right? So when we eat, it helps to lower stress. It literally does. So uh, that I can... I, totally see where where you're coming from right. there and the research again maybe that, that uh, again and uh, as you mentioned uh, eric uh, that stressor also can lead to push into choices that is more calming because we also know that hyper palatable food that sugary and fatty foods can also boost serotonin dopamine that will re, uh, basically oppose that stress and that's another reason when we are not making wise decision or choices when we are not planning ahead of the time about what to have midway between our the meals and the snacking so uh that's uh, not, uh so what happening is also basically when you are having let's say uh, those junk food is easy also to carry around in your office on a table drawer right so and if you aren't like necessarily uh, planning for those uh, meals or prepping in advance so it will unconsciously reach out to those foods because your body will trigger some hungriness and that's mm -hmm. how you are getting those uh, calorically dense but nutritionally empty foods mm -hmm. uh, that is uh, causing you excess calories throughout the day so it's yeah. uh, when or just it, not even enough nutrients too yeah right so uh, just so that we make it clear to our audience uh, so when it comes to snacking is it is it good or bad it really depends uh, how you are structuring your snack and the choice of the snack mm -hmm. itself yeah yeah for sure and if I could just add one thing there too I think uh, I an important question to ask yourself to find out is snacking something that I should do? Should I incorporate a snack? Ask yourself the question, are you hungry? If you're hungry at that time, yeah, that's an easy answer. Then perhaps, yeah, you should incorporate the snack. But I would even just go as far to say is if you're hungry later, if you're hungry two hours after when you're considering incorporating that snack, because I know there's people who have to have to maybe around six o'clock but they start getting very hungry at five o'clock. So when they're preparing their dinner, they might be eating some chips or eating something else, eating while they're cooking because they're very hungry. And that would still be an answer. Yes. To the question, are you hungry between those two meals? And I would say if it's getting to that high level where it's almost unbearable that, that you need to wait any longer for your next meal, incorporate that afternoon snack, for example, in this case, because that can help you 
make it so that your your hunger levels and your energy levels are more stable getting you between those two meals yeah yeah absolutely love the way you mentioned like it's very important to listen to our hunger and satiety cues and not ignore mm -hmm. them and be responsive with them and another rough uh, guide for our audience is like try to do it this way if your meal structures like if you're having more than five hour gap between the uh, your let's say breakfast and lunch plan a snack in between because sometimes also uh, again this is another factor where you are not necessarily feeling hungry but you are having the symptoms and signs of hungriness and this is like being more irritable getting more uh, angry quicker uh, not being able to concentrate on your task uh, and all that right so it's not always going to translate the feel of hungriness but it can translate with something else so that's why uh, be yeah. mindful about how you are distributing your meals and uh, that is a rough guide for you to especially if you are having a very heavy mental uh, or physical work that you perform for your work mm. yeah and in that case definitely include some some higher quality carbohydrates in that in that snack i like to call them higher quality carbs basically just nutrient dense carbs fruit is almost always one of the go-to options that I recommend to people, but other things like whole grains, like oats are sometimes considered a, a snack type food, which is good, but think about getting some, some whole food, some uh, as close to how things grow out of the ground as possible. And particularly some, some carbohydrate based food sources with that protein food source. And I think that that's going to help with the physical and mental performance side of things. If people are, are struggling in that area. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here, so I think we covered pretty much everything regarding to snacks. Do you have anything else to add, Eric? Oh, wait, you know what? Actually, one other thing that I thought of when we were preparing this episode is just be on the lookout for things that say energy snacks or energy bars or energy balls. There are certain people that are that that's appropriate for like athletes and some highly active individuals that I work with because they are trying to get in more energy. And what is energy synonymous with in science and actual nutrition science is, is calories. It usually means that these are very calorie dense, high calorie snacks, which is great for them because they have high calorie, high energy needs. However, sometimes the general population chooses those because they're thinking energy, meaning mental energy or alertness, which is not the same thing. So if I could just clarify that for some people out there, because I, I, it's just a common misconception I see where people will choose energy bars, energy balls, these energy snacks for their snacks in during the day. And unless you're one of those individuals who's really trying to have a high calorie intake, then that's not going to give you the mental alertness that you might be looking for. You'd probably be better off with the protein-based food and the piece of fruit like I talked about. Absolutely, I agree. And th that's been said, I also want to add on the caffeinated things that people think that another source of energy, which is also not because uh, caffeine, as you know, it just like sit on those receptors that makes you feel uh, tired and they block from you to feel tired. So it's mm -hmm. like literally something like an Advil. It's not going to give you uh, the solution is not giving you an energy rather than putting a bandage and you're not feeling the tired, which eventually makes you feel exhausted. So 
also do not uh, rely on caffeinated beverages or coffee too much for energy uh, so have it in the morning your coffee as regular for like you love it that's good it has also there its own phenolic compounds it's healthy but don't use it and overuse it as an energy source instead when you're feeling tired believe me there are uh, those snacks or healthier options of your snacks will give you way more actual energy than those caffeines or the as eric mentions those energy claiming bars which are simply calorically dense and most of the time they also very high in processed uh, items like mm. uh, fats and sugar that you really don't want them because that's gonna cause you sugar spikes and crushes and actually you might see some uh, energy at the beginning but then uh, as the day goes like half an hour or an hour after you will feel even further exhausted yeah all yeah. right anything else to add eric no i think that's right i think i'd summarize it i'd summarize this episode saying ask the question are you hungry and not just necessarily at that time but even close to whatever the next meal is and then secondly most individuals should be choosing a protein-based food and a carbohydrate-based food something like Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, some roasted beans, some for something like that for the protein-based food and fruit or oats or something else like that for a carbohydrate-based food. If you do that, awesome. that's some great snacking. I love it. Love it. All those ideas. So or if you guys have any further question regarding snacking or you're having debate or you would like to learn more, you can reach out to me at Abraham Dietitian or at Unlocked Fitness and Nutrition. And we'll see you guys in our next episode. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Nuggets podcast. Remember to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Share it with your friends and give us a rating. We really appreciate that. And make sure to go to at Nutrition Nuggets on Instagram to watch the videos as they come up.